Welcome to Stories from the Center of the Universe, the podcast about the human experience. Chris Rutherford, welcome to the Center of the Universe, man. Appreciate you coming. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I guess we should mention that you and Kevin are our buddies. We've known each other for a while. Y'all met when y'all were what, in your 20s, maybe? Um... Well, early, I'm, early 30, 2000. I'm 20 years older than him, so... Uh, yeah, I don't know about all that. I don't know. I think... Easy, Pappy. <laughs> See? I was like, you're not that old. I, uh, well, he calls me Pappy. Um, it's because you can't hear anything. Two, you're right. 2000, yeah, maybe? Yeah, somewhere around 2000. Around, I think our wives knew each other. Yep. And uh, Or I don't think it was my wife yet. Girlfriend, your wife. No, that's right. Yeah. And we met at the softball field. Dory Park. It's where everybody meets. Everybody meets there. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. It's fantastic. I'll tell you how good he is in softball in a little while. <laughs> you can tell me now. How good is he in softball? We, you want to start with that? Yeah, let's do it. I don't want to blow his head up because it's, uh, it's, his, it's his well, it's his well, podcast, so maybe that's a good I thing. I think you can blow his head up. All right, yeah. so you haven't said three words yet, but I'm going to tell them how good you are in softball. So, he, first of all, there's very few people that are athletically gifted and have like, uh, like you know Brett McPhee, I my do. buddy? And y'all, you didn't know Brett. I know he Brett. was a really good athlete, mm-hmm. but he could do everything, right? You name it, he could do it. And so is Rutherford. Rutherford's the same way. Rutherford could, good Lord, he could run fast. He can hit far. But the, the greatest thing I've seen him do, and I tell him this all the time, is I used to play infield, he, and he played left or center, whatever he wanted to play. And uh, I remember a, a hard-hit liner over my head was sinking quick. And I turned around thinking, well, that's going to be a double in the corner. And Rutherford goes Superman. And when I say Superman, he was off the ground Parallel this to way it. Yeah. and caught the ball. That's the only way you're supposed to play. Yeah. I, or he, and that's, Boy, that's, and that's, it hurt too. <laughs> that's one thing I love about Rutherford. He is balls to the wall when he comes. That's, that's the, way, the only way to play. Everybody doesn't play I that way. I think I had a little bit of the Bryce Harper, hey man. You, you did, you did. But yeah, he's I wish a, I had those skills. But he's a he's a baller. We won't talk about his his trip onto the Ashland basketball court, but uh, his uh, his softball baseball skills are stupendous, outstanding. All right, Chris, where'd you grow up? Um, well, I spent. Uh, I was actually born in Richmond, okay, in St. Mary's, and then um, before I turned one, I was in Philadelphia. No, Philly. Mm-hmm. Are you, one of your parents Levittown, from there? Levittown, yep. Okay. So all, all my family's up there. Oh, really? Yep. Why were you born in Richmond? Uh, my mom was living down here at the time. Okay. And um, she, <clears throat> you know, met somebody. Next thing you know, that I happens. was a result, you know. Yeah. That, that, to everybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure to have the same way for everybody, yeah. 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 Um, anyway, she'd probably kill me if she heard me say that. But, oh, I know she wouldn't. No. Um, Is she going to listen to this? She might. Yeah. yeah, she might. She don't care. <laughs> she will. She'll, she'll criticize me about other things. But anyway, yeah. So then uh, we moved to Philly. And I was there. I guess I moved back down to Virginia. Fifth grade. So 11, 12. So 1984, 85 time period. And been here ever since. What do you consider home? My heart's in Philly. I mean, I, I love the city, but yeah. uh, I'm, a, I'm a Southerner. I'm, I'm a Southerner now. I'm a Richmonder. Do you have memories? I hate to admit that. You, know? <laughs> you just you, You've been here long enough. Yeah. Yeah. 30 years. I mean, 30 plus. That's a long time. Yeah. You have memories of Philly? I do. A lot you, of them. What are your best memories? Um, the summertime community pool. Mm. Um, baseball fields everywhere. 
um, you know, generally the winter is the snow. I mean, you, you know. Brutal. Like, yeah, brutal. But for a kid, you loved it. Right. Like the more snow, the better. Right. And it snowed 20 feet in, in Philly one year. And I remember that was like the, the greatest week because we were just sledding. I mean, I mean, you could build tunnels. It was amazing. You had to build tunnels to move, it sounds you like. You did. Yeah. How long, you only out of school for a week for 20 foot of snow. Yeah, up there, they know how to deal with it. <laughs> they have trucks and sand and salt. <laughs> right. and kind of We'd yeah. still be out of school. Prepared. Yeah, two years. <laughs> yeah. I remember being on the ponds, too, playing hockey. That was a mm. big thing. Um, so you know how to skate. Yeah. Yeah. My son's actually better than I am now. Does he wow. play hockey? Your yes. Son? Yeah. He's 10 year old. He's, he plays hockey and he loves it. Wasn't really a thing back skate. in the day in Richmond. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, you know, there's limited resources, not many places to play. The interest, you know, it's just not there, but they got good facilities, good coaches. Yeah. yeah. Is that a short pop still? Yeah. I think most of it goes on on Johnston Willis though. They call oh. the ice zone. And they have a new place in Powhatan called the Ice Den. There's an ice place in Powhatan? Yeah, they built an oh ice den specifically to you know get some more participation and have another huh. resource. So. That's cool. Yeah. All right, back to Philly. Are you a Philly sports fan? 90%. What's, all right, this well, is where it gets interesting, right? All right, well, let's go sport by sport. Football. Who's your team? I'm a Niners fan. Big Niners fan. Please it- tell us how that happened. Well, you and I well, have better I, stories about our favorite teams. Yeah, I mean, you know, I grew up um, with uh, usually Notre Dame, USC. Those were the only football teams that were shown on TV. Right. So my family watched a lot of Notre Dame games. And uh, my stepfather was a big, big Joe fan. And then I followed Joe. And Joe was the man for a long time. He was. He was. Okay. So, Notre Dame connection. That's nice. Did you have posters of Joe on your wall? I did. Yeah. How about Jerry Rice? Absolutely. Who else? Who's your I favorite think, 49er of all time? Uh, Joe. I think yeah, I was going to say it's going to be second? Joe, right? Because I, don't, I, don't, I think you like – there's one other guy I thought that you really, really liked. It um, wasn't, wasn't a superstar. I mean, just, you know, accolades aside, Tom Rath was <laughs> one of my favorite. The fullback. The, yep. The way yeah. he played. He was just – he was brutal. Um, he could run. He could block. He could catch he could, passes yeah, he out of the catch, backfield. Yeah, just yeah. like Kyle Juszczyk, I think. Yeah. Our fullback this yeah. year, so. I, I say our, like, like they're mine. Oh, it's yours. You no, spend yeah, enough we, money. Well, we say the same thing yeah. for our team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. We fun I try money to catch myself, though. It's every one then. So, yeah, NFL, so 49ers. All right, so we're watching the draft, kind of. Kevin and I can see the TV. Well, that's why I'm like, are they going to trade Debo? Or right, so not? Kevin's going to give us uh, each pick as it comes in. We're, we're what, round, Some guys round one, fifth pick. He's up there screaming about something. Yeah, there's no telling what that guy's doing. Uh, Goodell's about to say uh, the New York Giants select. Another, another Taylor Jr. Another bad quarterback. All right. So, <laughs> football, your logic for uh, liking a team is uh, more solid than, than why I like my team. Uh, <laughs> Tell us why you like your team. Well, we don't need to say that Chris on Chris would this. like to know. When I was eight years old, it was 76. Tampa Bay and Seattle came in the league. I couldn't stand the skins back in the day because every right. fan around here was obnoxious as they could be. And there, there are a lot of people that grew up in this area that like everybody but the skins and the Cowboys. Uh, and my favorite color when I was eight was orange, and they had those pops, cream, like cream, cream sickle uniforms. Man, I wish they had kept them. I wanted them to keep them. The, the uniforms they had when they went through that AFL, USFL looking robotic numbering stuff. I'm like, what did you do? That's not the NFL. <laughs> but you won a Super Bowl when you changed uniforms. We've won two since we changed yeah. the uniform. Yeah. So yeah, 
It's not, I don't think it was the uniforms uh, back then. I, I don't think it <laughs> no, was. No, the defense was probably could, probably could have wore yeah, I, I think dresses it had, and it wouldn't have mattered. I think it had everything to do with Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, and Rondé Barber. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, who they thought was going to drop, just got picked fifth. By the Giants? Yeah. yeah. So every other team thought he was going to drop, and the Giants took him, is what yeah. you're telling me. Yeah. All right, basketball? 76ers. All right, nice. Ooh, Philly, who, everything else. Who's, who's your favorite sixer of all time? Oh, Dr. J. Oh, oh it's not even F- close. F- I, yeah, I, I mean, love Dr. J. Yep. Absolutely. So I, you know, some of the Philly fans that I know, they'll go, Will Chamberlain. I'm like, what? No, he doesn't count. Yeah, he doesn't count at all. Come on, man. Because so. uh, Dr. J stayed in Philly the whole time. Yep. Now, he did have spend a little stint here in Virginia, actually, playing in the ABA. The Squires. For the yes, Virginia Squires, which he, I guess was out of Norfolk, right? And he won two ABA championships with the Nets. Yeah, that's right. He's won three total. He played with the red, white, and blue basketball. He did. Yeah. And by the way, the Sixers are up twenty-two in the third quarter right now. Nice. So they're going to they save. Needed. They're going to save Doc's legacy. I really think they did. They did not want to go to Game Seven at all. <laughs> but all that pressure being up three zero. Yeah. Well, let's not say they won this game yet. They're still right. third quarter. I know, I know. You never yeah, know. And it is the NBA. It is. All right, baseball. Yeah. We're, we're Phillies. Phillies. Oh yeah. So when the Philly. So if you're a Philly sports fan and you're obviously not an Eagles fan, but. It had to be hard for a while. Sixers won in '83. Right. They haven't won since '08. And just oh, did 08. And then, yeah, and '08 with the Phillies. They only won one. Yeah, well, and then they were in the following year, and then lost to the Yankees. Right. But yeah, yeah, that was the prime years. Jimmy Rollins, uh, Ryan Howard, mm-hmm. Brad Lidge as a closer. So they, you know, they had a good team then, and then that they got old quick, and they haven't recovered since. Yeah, I don't know. Philly should have the town of. The city of Philly should have more championships than they have. Only one in football, one in baseball, one in basketball. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, ask them about hockey. <sighs> See, I don't know much about hockey. but I mean, I'm a big like hockey guy, too. I, I love the sport. Um, I love playing. Did you play growing up? Yeah, I did, played. Did you play when you moved back here? I did not. You couldn't, So right? once I left Philadelphia, yeah, I didn't know where. We didn't know where to find it. Once I left Philadelphia and came back down here, I stopped. So I There's nowhere to skate. Nope. Yeah. Nope. My so, flyers are... Uh, ugh, train wreck this year. Yeah. So one team we have in common. No, the Tar Heels. Too. Yeah, Tar Heels. But yeah, the, the, he's much more of a hockey fan than I am. I, I ask him when we go to one. How, how are we looking this year? And he's, <laughs> he's, uh, not good. So I'm Kevin, Kevin can, can't name a player, kind of thing. Uh, Claude thought. Giroux, and he got traded. Yeah, so I know. There you go. That's why I'm rooting for the Florida Panthers. So do you I like, watch a lot, a lot of playoffs? Do you like hockey because it's pretty uh, physical sport? It's physical, really fast paced. I love the fast pace of it. I mean, just the agility to stay on those edges like those. It's unbelievable. And move the way they do. It's nuts. Yeah. I think it's the fastest sport uh, that humans play, right? I mean, <sighs> horse racing has a horse involved. But yeah, I was going to say, what would be faster? Yeah, I can't think of anything. No. I mean, the closest thing would be lacrosse or soccer. But you're running. But you're, but running. you're running. Yeah, but you're running. You know what I'm saying? Roller derby. I think ice hockey's they're probably <laughs> rolling faster, but yeah, right on. All right, so did you play a ton of sports growing oh, yeah. up? Oh, yeah. Where were you playing? Um, I played hockey. I played basketball, uh, baseball, and football. Okay. But uh, I wish I would have flirted with golf a lot younger. I didn't pick that up till much later in life. Yeah, it was later in life for yeah, me too. Me and too. I, I think if you start when you're like eight years old, you're probably going to be pretty good when you're an adult. I'm guessing, right? Especially if you're taught well, right? All right. Did you have any other inter- interests besides sports growing up? Uh, music. Yeah, I was a big music guy. So I, I grew up, especially in Philly. That's another memory back in Philly. Is my my uh, uncles would all get together and they sing a cappella, mm. and I used to go with my mother and listen, and that got me hooked right away. Um, That's so cool. I, how many I, how many uncles? Uh, well, she had five brothers. Oh gosh, 
and three sisters. So it's a big family. It, it was. You know, all those families were big back then. Yeah. You know, they pop out five, six kids like it's uh, nothing, and <laughs> and they all turn out. You know, you might have one, maybe two, sideways, may, may, maybe two, out <laughs> of maybe eight, two. maybe two. Yeah. <laughs> now three's a big family. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. to handle. It is. Which right. we all have three. Do we yeah. really? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, well, we'll come back to your family mm-hmm. in a bit, but uh, so music—they were doing acapella, no instruments. Nope, they stand around ever and just clap, and then next thing you know, almost like a barbershop quartet kind yep. of deal. Yep. And would you sing with them? No, I would listen back then. Okay, but I would do that with my my mom and I would do that. When did you start performing? Oh man, not till you know, I you know, I did some stuff in high school. What do you mean? Shows. What do you mean? You know, like talent shows. So we. But like you're talking about like a band. Well, that's about the closest thing. I mean, I wasn't in a band per se in high school, but me and a buddy of mine, he played. You know, he played guitar, wanted to jam. We got together. Next thing you know, we're doing talent shows, and that's cool. And uh, that's kind of where it started, really. But not until then. It was a while. You know, it was more of like uh, I didn't let many people know. That I could sing. I didn't even know I could sing really until I did the chorus thing when I was in school. Yeah. It's like, you should try for chorus. I'm like, all right, try it. You, you sang in the chorus? I did. And then I was like, after about a month of it, I think, and I was like, yeah, this is not for me. I'm not getting any girls <laughs> singing in the chorus. That's well, what you were thinking. This, this is that right? <laughs> I figured you could you could pick up some young ladies now, in the chorus. Now, maybe. It's, a, it's a thing now. Yeah, I know. You, you had to be a jock back in the like, day. Like yeah. then you probably equated to the band, which right. I, I was in for two years and said, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so now, I mean, we. Um, late 90s, early 2000s, we were doing a lot of traveling from Philly to um, to Jacksonville, Florida. Mm. Places all up and down there. We'd, we'd go weeks at a time. And uh, that was my metal band experience. What was uh, the name of the band? Precious. So wait a minute. Let's back that's, up. That's an interesting name for a metal band. Hold it on. is. It is. We got to back up. You can't jump to Precious. I need to hear... How did you start singing? Oh, okay. The band before that was Jolthead Orgy. How do you like that? I like that. <laughs> Jolthead Orgy. Yeah. But, but what made you start thinking? Because, look, there's different types of singing, right? Because you can sing. You've got a good voice. You can sing anything. Totally. But the, totally the hate, breed, Lamb of God type of music, what got you interested in that? Um, so I just started playing. These guys, uh, Rob and them, back in the day, wanted me to come do and sing for their band. I was already in a band, Joel Head Orgy. Um, <laughs> and what kind and, of music you know, we was played, that? We played like the, the grunge, Seattle sound type rock. Yeah, that's good uh, music. But all original music. You know, it was still original music. Mm, right. And uh, they asked me to come. They were a little bit heavier, you know. Yeah. Bit, so I kind of, it kind of pulled me almost. Like, I, and I didn't even think about it. I just did it naturally. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I sucked at it though, as far as the screaming part. I sucked at it. It's like a muscle. You, you had to work out. at it. Yeah, you really did. You had to build build it up and build it up. And over the years, it's I've been able to... Now I can do it like in key, if that makes any sense. It does. Yeah, sure. Um, and that's, you know, some of the screams you hear nowadays, you can't quite understand what's going on, what it, what he's screaming about. But right. I try to I try to enunciate so you can still... I'm, I'm, I'm screaming, but you can still hear what I'm saying. Yeah. Or figure out what I'm saying, and you know? The, and whoever's listening to the music wants to hear sure, the words. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Wait, wait. So what was the name of that band? The one that, that you went over to? Oh, that their original name was Nottam. 
It's kind of spelled. I know. I know, man. Y'all's band names just kill me. So, and then once I came aboard, it, that's when we changed it to Precious. And how did that come about? What's Precious? Can you spell that for us, please? P R E S H U S. And what, how did uh, that, what, what's that? Ah, man, that's so long. Do you even ago. know? I don't even know. I have to get Baylor on the phone right now. <laughs> Baylor did it. And Let's just blame Baylor. Do we want to get Baylor on the phone? Actually, I think Baylor it was Jason phone. Brown, drummer. I thought I think that idea came from him, but I'm not. I'm not 100. percent The least precious person in the band came up with. It. <laughs> was it meant to be ironic? Well, that was back in the day when when I used to own a Miata, and me him and, and I you used and Brian <laughs> top down, too bald headed. Dude, we used to make jokes that they would literally just open the door and pick it up and run with it like the Flintstones. It was fantastic. Uh, that is funny. Precious. Now, how long did Precious last? We were together for over eight years, I think. Because you that's when I met you when you were in that band. Yeah. And you'd play Alley Cats. And, yep. Oh, man. And it's probably part of the reason why I can't hear. Um, is going to the, it's <laughs> certainly part of my problem. Shows. I mean, I, I, my hearing is gone. Well, you've got an excuse. But, yeah. You, you were... It, well, can I tell a quick story? Yeah, please. Well, you don't have to ask me. So either. he, uh, we're playing. At, he was playing at Alley Cats, and the music, the type of music, they have a mosh pit, right? So why but, wouldn't they? Of course, it's precious. Well, the, I guess the, his wife at the time, me and my girlfriend, a couple, of, a couples were over on the side of the stage. We weren't in the mosh pit. We were. You don't want to. You don't want to take your Watch your it. girlfriend and your wife to the yeah, mosh pit. Yeah, throw no. her into the mosh pit. <laughs> So near the end of the, the, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, and near the end of the show, I believe, he decides to dive into the mosh pit. And I don't know if you hit the ground or you hit somebody wrong or what, but you, and you can tell us what happened, but you jump back up on the stage and you were, he was grabbing the mic with both hands and he looked like he was in pain. And we were like, hey, you know, you have to yell at him. And he looks over and he sticks his finger up and I don't know which finger was it. The middle finger was sticking. 90 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're all, all six of us were like, oh, <laughs> Like you're playing left guard in the NFL. Yep. Right. Yeah. But he kept on singing. He finished the show because he's a trooper. Yeah, good for you. It wasn't precious. Yeah. Nothing precious about that. And then we were in the that. hospital. And there we go. He, he says, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna reset this for you. It's, it's probably going to hurt. So yeah, no kidding. I'm like, are you ready? He's like, are you ready? I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. It hurt. Worst like pain you've ever felt? One of the worst. Yep. Yeah. Without a doubt. Really? Yeah. Was it, it worse? Because you probably didn't even feel it the first when it happened. I didn't. When yeah. it was laying over there, I could really not feel zero pain. It was zero pain. Because I had quite a few beers too. But beers yeah. plus adrenaline probably. Yeah. Yeah. Adrenaline. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's the thing about that music is the adrenaline rush was, I can't really describe it, but the adrenaline rush that I would get for playing live shows is unmatched. I think the audience feels that way too. Yeah, I mean, I, and that's the thing is, I, I kind of just go on how I feel, and if you follow, if you don't, if you follow cool. If you don't, but most people wind up, you know, trying to, you know, send out that vibe. I guess that's the new word these days. Yeah. The vibe. It's fun. It's a fun show to watch. I mean, if you whether you like the music or not, watching him on stage at least in this the rest of the band it's it's a trip. So you guys play. Name some of the cover bands, because I know you guys do your original music, and I want to ask about that mm-hmm. too, but what uh, what cover bands or what bands did you guys kind of do songs for or of? Cover-wise? Well, you know, like, did you do any? Or was it all... Back then, when in the metal, no, we rarely, rarely did a cover. So you wrote your own song? It's all original. Yeah, all of it's really original music. What inspires you to write the song? Good question. I've heard Good question. I mean, I've heard people talk about writing songs. I'm, I mean, there's so many different ways, you know. 
bass player brings in a riff to practice. Next thing you know, the drummer starts playing, guitar finds his riff. Next thing you know, pow, you got rhythm. You play that as long and make a change. I mean, it just happens like that. Other times it could be, no, that part doesn't go with that part. The lyrics really are the last thing that come into play. And um, sometimes I'll just listen to the song. I've, I've read articles like about this company in New Orleans that they're called a cleaner company. And they would go to all these murder scenes <laughs> and clean it up. Mm. Like disinfect it, scrub it clean. That was their job. Threw all that stuff away, disposed of it. They were called the cleaners. I wrote a song about it because I thought it was cool. Anyways. Yeah, it's unusual. But, it, but yeah, but the next thing that I went, after I re- uh, read the article, I went into practice and they had a song written. I'm like, sweet, I got, I got the exact lyrics. And it just came out just like that. Some of them happened like that. Some of them, not so much. Yeah. But the process is fun. You know, really no wrong way to do it. Are, no. your, are your favorite songs the one, ones that came the easiest to the band? Um, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I guess ones uh, that always stick in my head will, you know, I, almost by default. Because I keep thinking about them and I keep hearing them. You know, I, I, there's songs 20 years ago that I couldn't tell you what, what the hell I wrote on it. Mm. Well, you're but, famous for... Um, <laughs> making, up, well, making up a new song. In the I, of that song. I adapt. That's called adapt. <laughs> is that what that is? You make up a new song on the fly, kind of thing. Oh, hey, you got to do what you got to do <laughs> live. You forget a you forget a verse. You got to make it happen. Okay. Look, I, there have been times. And it's more recent. See, you, you know was, this because you know me. When it was, most people were like, hey, "He's fine." Yeah, <laughs> he'll be singing something. And I'll I'll just think to myself, well, that doesn't sound like. And I'll look at Baylor, and Baylor's over there going, "See." <laughs> yeah, That's the awesome. bandmates can give it away. Like Jesus, of course. What is he saying? <laughs> My God. So, and the reason why I'm asking a lot of these questions are, I honestly, I think uh, a lot because you guys, you guys, you guys have fans. I mean, you literally have people that come to your shows. Yeah, they know who you are. Um, They're called groupies, right? Yeah, pretty much. And uh, <laughs> so they want to hear stuff like uh, they want to know why. What, What's your favorite song you've ever sang or written? Mm. Well, hold on. Before you answer that, how many songs have you all written, roughly? The current band, which is Wise to Ways, right. uh, we only have five now. Plug that. Wise to Ways. Wise to Ways. Well, by the way, quick plug um, on another uh, podcast called Bumper Night. Um, the intro music is... Wise to Ways. Thank you. And that's an original song, right? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we got five now. I've been in a band, Thousand Yard Stare. You remember them? Best name you've had, Thousand Yard Stare. We were we were really heavy, like uh, Lamb of God. Mm. Um, that was fun. It was a lot of wear and tear on the voice, though. I was gonna say. Um, so, but it was fun to do it. We had some killer tunes. We wrote about seven or eight of them. Okay. Precious had thirty. Five, maybe. So you're around 50 total. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easy. Yeah. yeah. So what's your favorite? I don't count. <sighs> no, nah, I can't answer that. Yes, you can. Not put on the spot. I got a lot of favorites. Well, name one. I think there was one song that you wrote that you told me was your favorite one time, and it's not as hard of a song. What was that song called? So there is one that I that is my favorite one of my favorites uh, about the girls, my daughters, stepdaughters. That's it. That's the one. What's it called? Yeah, um, perfection. Yeah, perfection. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's good. a good one. That, that turned out really good. You know, I never, I didn't really professionally get that recorded. That was kind of like you know similar setup to what you guys have. And, yeah, 
and mic them up and you know it did, but it did turn out good nothing wrong with that all right wise to ways uh spell it w-i-s-e two t-o ways w-a-y-s well daggone it i could have spelled that well you were expecting something i was expecting at least one z well when you when you, <laughs> when you sell freshest the way they do <laughs> right right exactly what are you gonna do and mistrack don't forget mistrack yeah mistrack was um was a good band and you know i still talk to those guys guys i've known for 20 plus years playing music 20 plus years um who's in wise the ways with a name so that's jason brown from precious mm-hmm. uh rob baylor from precious can you give us the instruments they play too yeah so jason's a drummer uh rob's bass player uh we have mitch on the guitar and then we have rinka on the guitars two guitars heavy heavy sound um but really nice sound mm-hmm. It's energetic is the best way I can describe it. You definitely have a good place. you got a studio now, right? Well, yeah, and we throw in a lot of melodic vocals, mm. so it's not just constantly screaming. Right. Um, you know. mm. Sometimes, though, on a live show, that'll my adrenaline will get me, and I'll probably scream more than I probably... <laughs> he didn't do that on the record. Baylor back there. Yeah, shaking his head. Jesus. What does a uh, second guitar do for the band? Thickens the sound up. Okay. Thickens the sound up. Plus... If you get good tones that uh, accentuate each other, you know, play off of each other, then it just makes the sound that much bigger. Yeah, kind of shakes your body. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, we, they like to, we like to get involved with some dual souls too, so they can trade off, um, add some layers to it. You know, do different harmonies with notes. That's that's another thing that's the, um, that helps. When are y'all getting a keyboardist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, we. I wish we would have gone to a keyboardist. Well, Jason Cagle in Mistrack, uh, we could have gone to a keyboardist. He could have played, and we could. Man, we could have done done so many good songs. Yeah, so many good songs. Heavy, well, heavy songs with the keyboard. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. We that was the, my cover band. Well, we did write our, a lot of our original music. We think we wrote ten songs. I think I was right. Ten songs. Um, and then we played shows, but we would do all covers. Yeah. And you know we do Tom Petty, and then we do two Pearl Jam, uh, Alice in Chains, Chris Stapleton, mm. uh, Van Morrison. We go all we were all over the place. So yeah. how how long have you been singing in a band? Out of all these bands, uh, since late nineties. All right, so you've been rolling mid, for mid to late nineties, yeah, twenty five, yeah, plus, yeah. Uh, every week on average, how many shows would you guys play? Over that twenty-five year period. Oh, I mean, right now it's funny we don't play any. Yeah. It just don't have the time. But yeah. well, the pandemic. when you know, single for a lack of a better way of putting it, single. Yeah. And not much obligation. You know, we'd play three times a week. Right. Um, or we would play once this weekend, then three next weekend, and then it would be two next weekend. It would be back and forth. Greensboro, uh, Roanoke, um, you know, then up to Fredericksburg, D.C. So. Do you do the? Uh, are you the main show most of the time, or are you open? No, uh, well, usually on the road. You know, we weren't uh, any headlining worthy band at the time, at least as far as known. You know, but we would play second usually. Uh, then when we'd have shows in Richmond, we'd bring these bands that we meet that invited us to their shows, and they come down and they play under us, and we headline. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Have you opened for anybody that uh, fairly famous? Uh, Lamb of God. Okay. Um, Unearthed, uh, propane, 
I love heavy metal band names. Uh, Tool. Yeah. yeah, I wish. <laughs> I went to uh, Flood Zone back when the Flood Zone was a thing, and they had four bands, and I'm going to see if I can remember them. Prong was the headliner. Load, <laughs> Clutch, and I can't remember the other oh one. Oh, my God. Clutch but they were, was there? They were all one-syllable <laughs> names. Every single one of them. Tool. It was it, the tool was not there. Yeah, Seven Dust. Uh, there's a couple other ones. Um, we did BuzzFest years ago when it was uh, 100.7 The Buzz here Ooh, in Richmond. Oh, yeah. Uh, with the Food Fighters headlining that year. Yeah, nice. Um, that was probably the, one of the, my favorite shows. I mean, it was like huge. Eight to 10,000 people yeah, staring at us when we played. That's, oh, wow. cool. that's crazy. It was. It happened like that quickly, too. What year was this? Ish. 98, 99, maybe. So you were playing in front of several thousand people. Oh, yeah. Were you yeah. nervous? Or were you just so nah. into it, you're just like, this is awesome? Yeah. I mean, the, the adrenaline just went up that much further. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. So wait, the more people that are in the uh, in there listening to you. Oh, yeah. It's, it raises the levels for sure. For sure. And then if they're really into it, you know, you see an aggressive mosh pit. I'm, I, I get a kick out of that. So Yes. It gets me going. So the bands that are playing in front of like 40,000, 50,000 people, like I, there's got to be a limit to adrenaline, right? It can't just keep going up. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the bigger the venue with that many people, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's not, uh, I like the intimate setting shows where you can only fit in a thousand people. Flood Zone's a perfect example. Yeah. Uh, that's like the perfect size where you got the main floor, you know, balcony with people around it. And um, it felt, you know, more intimate is the best way to describe it. Yeah. What was that band that I loved uh, that opened for y'all that year <laughs> that had the bongo drums? St. Diablo. St. Diablo. Yeah, they're still playing today. Are they really? Yeah. They oh, still jam today. Man. I was going to say, the way you came in with that question, I'm like, how could he answer that? Then you said bongos. And I'm like, all right. He knows. Yeah, as soon as he said bongos, I knew right away. I had a few pops that night, but still, <laughs> it was fun. So how old were you when you first uh, sang in a band? Uh, Probably 19. Okay. So you've been doing this a long time. Yeah. Really long time. I, yeah, I, I love it, man. It's It's been in your adult life yep. all the time. Mm-hmm. What did the pandemic do to y'all? You know, we were still not really booking a lot of shows and being aggressive because we're all busy adults. Right. So it didn't affect us too much. You know, we got together when we can, when, when guys felt comfortable or weren't feeling sick. or And we practiced. We wrote songs. You know, we can still go in there and create, which is one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. So... And y'all are practicing in a studio now. Yeah. Um, well, actually, it's a. Uh, we we had a really nice setup on the West End, and that fell through. And we were there for years, but yeah, it was a great setup. Thirty by forty room, uh, separated by a glass window. We had mm. the board on one side. Everything was fully mic'd in. It was temperature controlled. It was, oh wow! You know, warm and AC, et cetera. Mm. So now we're in a, a storage facility, which. I'll tell you, most bands like us, a lot of bands that are in the metal or rock, you know, storage spaces are almost the next best thing if you don't have like a personal garage or a personal room that you can go in there and practice. Do the walls do anything weird to the sound? So they they can. I, I have to wear earplugs because that the sound will just it's like yeah. a bullet. Right. You know, it just bounces off all the walls. Hmm. Come right back at you. Magnifies it. So I have these special. Uh, earplugs just made for musicians to filter in good stuff and and no damage. So, how much do those run you? 
Only twenty five bucks. What? Amazon's the greatest thing ever. Come on. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. That's amazing. Yeah, and they work good. So, um, I'm already deaf though. After years of never doing that. Oh God. Yeah, when you're young, you don't care. Yeah, right? you don't care exactly. You're invincible. You yep. can do anything. Yep. All right, let's go back to high school. Where'd you go to high school? Goblin. Mills Godwin. Was it kind of newish back then? Yeah, it was only 10 years old by the time I got there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember when that opened, and I'm like, oh. We were in high school with the first year it opened. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. I guess it makes you and me old. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and you played sports yep. in high school. What was your favorite in high school? Baseball. And you played outfield? Uh, I was infield, outfield, yeah. Uh, were you a better hitter or defender? Hitter. Bombs? No, no, I, I hit a lot for average in high school. I didn't, I didn't quite find a gym until my senior year, so it took me. <laughs> well, baseball players historically didn't lift. They a whole didn't. Lot. They yeah. really didn't. You know, it wasn't a big thing that you know your coach required you to do in the off season. So, I mean, uh, you barely ran for practice. Right. Yeah. Maybe a pole or two, and that's about it. From one foul pole to the other, and that's it. Did you have aspirations going beyond high school? I did, I, and I could have gone to a um, a school, Virginia Westland, um, and played there. And there's a couple of schools I probably would have to tr- be a walk on tryout. Right. Um, yeah, but I gave it all up for a chick. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? It, it, it happens to a lot I of mean, people. Jeez, my goodness! Yep. I could have been something. I could have been something. <laughs> and then I proceeded to uh, when I started playing softball. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to be that guy that's trying to prove he belonged to go to college and play ball, you know? <laughs> you never come because across it, as that guy. I know. I told myself I wasn't going to be that guy. Well, when somebody first approached you about playing softball, what was your reaction? Well, I was like, yeah, all right. How old were you? Because it's slow pitch, right? I was 19, 19, oh, wait, 20 years old. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's slow pitch. Right. right. Like, this, this seems kind of easy. Yeah. Like beneath me almost. Yeah, but it's but, fun. But then I did it and I was like, ah, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I can hit the ball four and a feet. All right. right. <laughs> this is neat. It's a lot of fun. It is. Are you still playing? Still playing. Really? Me and my wife still play, yeah. Oh, wow. Playing on a co-ed team on Friday nights. It's a good league. See a lot of people that we've been playing against, with, over the years. How old are you? I'm 47. I wasn't playing when I was 47. I stopped when I was like 38. I'm look- trying to get him out there. Yeah. Last time he, I was He told out me there. he was a fill-in if I needed somebody. You, I, you, you might want to go younger. <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll come out there. It's a lot of fun to play with them. Because there's no, it's no pressure. It's just everybody having fun. Good time. It is, totally. It's We're a recreational there. league, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Beer league. I mean, it's the best right. way to do it. You know. I've, I've never played any other kind of league. It's always been a beer league. Uh, you know, I, I got into that phase where I was playing men's tournaments, competitive tournaments. Like you travel out of state kind of thing? Well, no, I wouldn't travel. Like, if it wasn't local, I ain't playing. Mm. You know, <laughs> but I, you know, years ago though, they were fun. They were competitive. They were like the closest thing to that high school competitiveness that you had that like, I enjoyed. Like, like C level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, that lasted for a few years. And then I was like, I, I can't deal with some of those. Yep. Some of those D bags. Like yeah. I, I'm like, they're way no. too serious. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I'm serious too. I'm competing, but. It's, it doesn't dominate my life like softball guy. I mean, that's the best way to describe it. And yeah. there's millions of them out yeah. there. Yeah, so. we all know them. All right, what else did you play in high school? Basketball, football, football, hold on, hold on, hold on, no, no, no. football no, freshman no, 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 year. No, 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 you can't skip over basketball. 
Let's talk about that a little bit because I haven't heard that. Dude, I made the team, got the gate as a freshman. Never, okay. never played organized basketball. Okay. Now, what position? I can only assume it was, was a point guard. guard. Yep. Why are you assuming that, Kevin? Because he's 5'2". Um, <laughs> Man, 5'10", give me a little credit. How tall are you? 5'10 and a half. Okay. So what were your, what were your strengths as a point guard? Uh, my speed and agility. I couldn't dribble with shit, though. <laughs> because you hadn't I played. Because you hadn't played. Tried. I tried. I could shoot, though. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. So, I was, you know, I was more of a shooting guard. Than I, I, should, I shouldn't have had the ball in my hand. I think after the first two weeks, <laughs> coach made a change. He's like, yeah, you go over here. <laughs> he gets the ball to the other dude to bring up the floor. I'm like, yeah, that's probably a smart decision. So, how long? How many years did you play basketball? Um, one and a half. <laughs> Why'd you stop? Because I got hurt. And, oh, yeah. Uh, That'll mess up gonna, baseball. It was going to mess up baseball for the year, and then that was it. Yeah. Was anybody on your team that ended up going to play in college? No. Yeah, I can't remember Godwin having any. No, they didn't have. Baseball-wise, yes, but not. Yeah, baseball, they were always competitive. Football, depending. Go ahead. Let's talk about football then. What about football? (laughs) You you play football, right? Oh, yeah. Where are we in the draft? Huh? Yeah, Kevin, you've missed several picks. It's the 10th pick? Charles Cross got picked. Um but yeah, the Jets are on the clock. I think it's hold on, Kevin. Just pull it, pull it up on your phone. Give us a rundown. Do you want me to give you a rundown? Uh, no, I mean because that's this is the pick that uh, if well Diego gets traded. This is where yeah, you're happen. just the one you're worried about, right? Yep. Because you don't want to have. Uh... But anyway, football, and then I played my freshman year. Okay. Why, uh, why didn't you keep playing? It was it was uh, it was brutal on the body. Well, and and, not, and, and ninth grade kids was, are not big. Yeah, I wasn't big either. Right. Um. You know, I I played as a cornerback. I probably wouldn't have lasted long if I kept going. Yeah, it's but. it's well, you're probably better off not playing. You, a cornerback, huh? Mm-hmm. You would have had some concussions, I imagine. I was a, I was a tailback in youth football. I was so, gonna say they should have put in, you in, in tailback. the youth, youth leagues. That was fun. So quick rundown. Yeah, I think we already got you Stingley at the third. Well, pick. just just yep. just pop number one through. T- All right, through number nine. one, the first pick of the draft this year was Trayvon Walker. Uh, the defensive end out of Georgia. And then we went Aiden Hutchinson went to the Lions. Another defensive end out of Michigan. Derek Stingley Jr. went to the Texans, a cornerback. Sauce Gardner went to, to the Jets, um, a cornerback out of Cincinnati. Kayvon Thibodeau went to the Giants. Ikeem Ikwanu, a, often a huge offensive tackle from NC State, went to the Panthers. So what sure do you mean huge? He's a big boy. He's like 350? Uh, if I remember correctly, that's the, the 6'7", 300-something guy, right? Jordan Davis? No, no, no. Uh, Icom Iquanu, the offensive oh, tackle. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Baylor's happy. Evan Neal then went to, to the Giants. So the Giants got Thibodeau at defensive end at five, and then Evan Neal, who's a, another huge offensive tackle out of Alabama at seven. The Falcons got Drake London. The wide receiver out of USC. That's a good pick, well, potentially. He was supposed to be the first receiver taken, right? And, yep, and he was. Uh, Charles Cross went to the Seahawks, and now we're waiting for the, the Jets in there. And, and Debo uh, crazy fans. apparently might want to go to the Jets. Well, it's probably the only place for for him to go. Out of, Niners are not going to trade him in concert, in conference Yeah, and have to face him. And If, are, are, if something dings up here and they say the trade is in, the podcast might be over. I'm just going to let you know. <laughs> we can get. Yeah, I really don't want Debo to go at all. <laughs> well, so we were talking about before we started recording. Why does why is he making a fuss? I don't know if it's 
he hates the taxes out there or doesn't want to, you know, he's a South Carolina kid. So yeah, he maybe he wants to get back on the wants to East get Coast. To, I think he wants to get back on the East Coast. And I think they probably insulted him with the first offer. Mm. I think there was some numbers talked about and he was like, Pfft. He's like he's, he's like I, I was the best receiver in football last year. I mean, definitely, definitely top three for sure. The best weapon, yeah, best definitely, weapon. Yeah, it's a good way to say. Absolutely, it. yeah. Dang, yeah. I mean, he in. said it was, he single handedly put the Niners in the playoffs. Yeah, hey, I'll he's tell you the reason this. they made it to the conference championship. Yeah, there are thirty one yeah. other teams that would love to have him, and mine's one of them. All right, the Jets are picking, so it looks like you might be safe, at least from the Jets. Hold on, I shouldn't say that yet because he's talking. Yeah, he's talking. We can't hear him. With the tenth pick, no, there's no trade. They pick Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Wilson. Why? Uh, all right, he's Why nice. He's so nice now too. they don't need D. Uh, yep. All right, good. Ohio State. Right, yeah, carry on anyway. So he's gonna he's gonna stay in San Fran, maybe. Ah, uh, well, if he's not traded tonight, I think he will be, and yeah. he can either sit out and lose. He won't be a free agent next year. So, yeah, man, who sat? Who's the only player that sat out a full year? Le'Veon, right, with Pittsburgh. Yep, and it ruined him. Yeah. He, was, really? he wasn't the same afterwards. Not at all. Get, by the way, just for our listening audience, Garrett Wilson is wearing a – you see his suit? had white on one side and gray on the other. It's Ohio State all the way. If he had red shoes on, that's money. He might have red shoes on. That's fantastic. Sorry. All right, so you graduate high school. What were you going to do? Um, well, I was going to go to school. Um, and, I, and I did. I went to uh, JSARS for a little bit, got a job at um, – at a doors, hollow metal doors and frames, um, right down there by the diamond. Yep. And um, that's where I got into welding. And um, I picked that up, really liked that. I started out as a delivery driver there originally, right. but I moved on to the to the welding shop. And I and I I enjoyed that a lot. I was always good at math, so I thought maybe this could get me towards going the engineering direction, which is ultimately where I wanted to go. Um, I wind up joining the union, uh, the Iron Workers Union. It's hard to leave the union, right? Yeah. It 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 is. It is. There's there's a lot of benefits to it. They're not well, not what they used to be, but uh, it was a helpful time period to work. You know, I think I was working twelve years, eleven years with the union. I got out because you know they couldn't put me to work. Mm. Um, work dried up for that, and the next thing you know, you got so many guys sitting on the bench, and I'm I'm not first in line anymore so i'm like i gotta I got get a job all right what is it about welding i don't think it's the welding as much as maybe just the design mm. and and putting those things together the welding process i got really good at um so that was almost like a. I got into more cosmetic stuff with it which is kind of cool decorative stuff you know unique things um, that i still do at home today so it's almost like uh, you're an artist. It kind of is. I did actually do some gates, uh, metal gates and railings for downtown Richmond. Mm. Um, I did a little bit on the side. I thought I was going to do it full time, like open up my own business. Then I got cold feet. I was like, that's a, that's a leap of faith that you're it's just hard. like, uh, do I do it or not? Or do I just get a job that I know I'm going to get a paycheck every day or every week? So There's still time. What's, what's the thing you're proudest of? Uh, there's actually a decorative stainless bronze. It's got all kinds of hand. I hand rolled it with heat. Uh, it's at one Richmond center and it's, uh, they turned it into some, everything down there is being turned into really cool loft apartments and stuff right, like right, that. Right. 
Um, and they wanted something decorative for this piece right here. It was just a big opening, about three foot by three foot. And it I, it took me a long time, but it was... What's a long time? Probably a couple weeks to do it. Oh, like full-time weeks? Yeah, because I'd have to take... They, they all had to be hand-rolled by one, one by one. And I had to heat it, bend it to where I wanted it, and then weld a little stop, and then change direction, heat it, bend it. You know, it had to follow this this pattern. That but I when had. you look at it, you, you're like, I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, Phew. I can't believe it turned out that way, especially with the brass insert in the middle of it. So, you, don't, uh, you don't have to show me now, but do you have a picture of it on your phone or anything? I don't know if I have it. I'm going to have to go down there and take a picture of it. Yeah. I got a, a question for you. Um for all those This who, is going to be an amazing question because for way, all those, ways, all those who are listening that happen to have ridden in a vehicle uh, with Rutherford driving, wondering right now how in the hell you had the patience to <laughs> do That's something. That's a great point. For, I mean, because are you a patient person by nature? No. Then how do you have the patience to do uh, it? I, and my wife will tell you too because I'm not a patient patient guy so how can you do something like that? i i don't know i guess i guess in the in the moment of creating it kind of you don't you don't think about the time you know, right yeah. right you so just, you don't think that you're just trying to make sure you get it right <laughs> right whether it's it you, you sit here for an hour or or 20 hours you know? and you want to get it right absolutely yeah sure yeah that was a hard-hitting question <laughs> <laughs> the way you slowed down hey and you had that pregnant pause. I didn't know what was coming. My pauses are pregnant. What's the biggest thing you've ever put together? Uh, I, I did a uh, inner ring of a nuclear submarine that goes down to the Norfolk shipyard. Really? The inner ring? Yep. It's a giant. It's ring. a van, and it's probably and it's it's actually got three levels. Like I had doorways through it. Oh my god! Three different levels. That's cool. That's really the cool. Ge- oh yeah, that was that was fun. That was a fun project. Like one of the nuclear subs. Yeah. Those suckers are big. Huge. It was um, 120 feet in diameter, or no, that was radius. I think so. 200. No, 120 feet in diameter. That's that's huge. Yeah, three levels. <laughs> that sucker's un- underwater for a long time. And I had to I had to do it in three sections, so it all because you can't ship it like that. You know, you can't ship that a big 120 foot diameter circle down right. the road. So it had to be made in three sections. Take it apart, ship it, then they put it back together, and then they. Put the uh, skin of the plate around it. Were you doing it all by yourself? I had a, I had an apprentice helper with me. Okay. So um, that's you know, a big he, job, though. Yeah, 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 a lot. Was his name Sean? <laughs> no, not at that time. <laughs> no, he was my apprentice for a while. You know what? He learned. He learned the right way. We'll we'll, we'll get to Sean later. That's his brother. Well, let's get to him now. You brought him up. No, no, it's fine. We talk about family at the end. Uh, okay, we're gonna expand family to brothers, huh? I mean, sure. And I got two brothers. We can talk about your two brothers. Tell us about your two brothers. Uh, Kyle and Sean. Sean works with me. He's a good kid. Or I say kid. He's thirty. He's forty years he's old. Forty. Now. It's crazy. I always, of course, I always think of him as my little kid brother. You know, that's just the way it was. Even though he's a grown man now, but he looks like Daughtry. Remember the guy who sang on. He does Idol? look like Daughtry, and he hates that because everybody tells him. That. I know he hates that. Well, I hate I'd rather be compared to Daughtry than I mean, otherwise. You know, I mean, could be worse. I don't know what Daughtry looks like. Uh, crack research staff, do you mind looking that up? <laughs> or we could just show you a picture of Sean, because <laughs> he looks exactly <laughs> like him. Which, whichever comes up first. <laughs> yeah, so Sean's kind of following the same footsteps as you know. I'm, I'm a, I run the shop now. I manage thirty five employees. 
So, you know, I've built up to, I'm close to ownership. That's what I'm after. Yeah. Why and, not? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the next step for me. Right. So, and he's been kind of following in my footsteps, doing similar steps to what I did to get to get where I am. So. Good stuff. Are you the middle? There's Sean. No, I'm the oldest. Oh, you're the oldest. So, the, Sean is the, the baby? Yeah, Sean's the middle. And then, then my brother Kyle is the baby. Of course, 30. He's eight years younger than me, so he's 39. Wow, well, him and Sean are close. Mm-hmm. Sean is six years under me. Kyle's eight years under wow. me. So they were only two years apart. What's Kyle doing these days? So he works for Estes Trucking. Okay. Um, as a project manager. He, you know, he works at home. He's got the ability to work at home due to thanks to COVID like yeah. everybody else. Um, so, which is good because he's been able to put forth a lot of time over at my mom's. Because yeah. he can work from over there. My mom has stage four cancer. Oh, gosh. So Sorry to hear that. But uh, she's doing really well, though. So she's doing real well. She's making a recovery, you think? Yeah. I mean, she's had another, uh, hopefully, the last chemo treatment. Um, and then after the scan, if everything goes okay, then they'll put her on the um, a clinical trial drug that's tailor-made for her kind of cancer. And that is, it's not a chemo treatment. It's more of like a therapy Mm. Um, so as long as there's no increased progress and it's some of it's coming, some of the numbers are coming down, then we could do that. But you won't have to take chemo anymore. You know, chemo, they don't, um, that, that sickness that everybody tells you how you get sick and stuff like that. It's really a cumulative thing. So if you had six treatments after your first one, probably won't too bad. Second one, eh, I felt a little sick. By the time you get to that sixth treatment, it's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. Prayers, prayers out, and your mom's awesome. Thank yeah. you. Awesome lady. But <laughs> the crack research I'm staff not, not has here. his phone ringing tonight for the first Tell time. I'm not here. <laughs> silent Rob is not silent tonight <laughs> with the phone. Could you put that on Silent Rob? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that's an emergency call that overwhelms the uh, the silent function. That's the Debo Samuel got traded. Ding. Oh God. <laughs> so now I spend all my time coaching my son baseball. How old your son? Ten. Okay. Plays ten U. Um, oh, so you travel. Yeah. That's expensive, right? It's not too bad. Um, I'd say the time it takes to to do it all. I knew a dude. This was years ago. Uh, I'll say his name. Lr. Uh, his son played a lot of baseball, and, uh-huh. and Lr swore that he spent ten thousand dollars in bats I know from LR. the age of like six to eighteen. Yeah. Now, now, if you include like the lessons, the monthly mm-hmm. fees, and all, yeah, I mean it's. It's not cheap. Oh, it's, it's not, not cheap at it all. It really isn't. And back when we were growing up, I mean, we didn't I, have that. Yeah, you just played in the spring. And it was you a rec played in the spring, and, and that was it. And maybe maybe there was an all star period, right? And if you were lucky enough to make that, then you played on for another month. But after that, yeah, there was you played the sport that the season dictated exactly. And that, it was and a I would summer imagine, sport. Once that was over with, you moved on to the fall sports: so, basketball, hockey. So Sammy's playing hockey and baseball. Is there anything else? So he's 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 got a lot of interest towards basketball now. He was shooting, and I, and I was like, he's he's gotten so much better the way he shoots. Um, so I don't know what what to do with him as far as putting him in a league that everybody else is not going to be so far advanced than he is. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one because well, you want him to play with better players, but you don't want his soul crushed every time he you goes don't. out. Right? You, you know, don't. you don't want one launch right back at your nose and and uh, <laughs> every other shot. Right. <laughs> but there, there are places he could play. Uh, absolutely, there are. With the the Hanover 
Little League. Or Henrico. You're Henrico, right? Right. Or maybe it would just take some seasoned lessons, just a little bit of work to understand how to play would probably be just enough. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't teach him if I were you, though. No, he don't want to learn from me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, man. But he yeah. wants. I'm gonna take him to you. Yeah, bring him to me. That'll that'll be. <laughs> you'll hey, love, I'll you'll coach love the results. You coach Sam. Yeah. Kevin Kevin's got a five year old man. He doesn't have time to coach his ten year old. I had that kid. I'm trying know. to coach my kid how to play basketball. <laughs> it's, it, a friend of the podcast, TJ Gwynn, is available though. Mm. We can get him. Uh, We've had a few people that can coach uh, oh, yeah. kids we've, in basketball. We've had the whole VCU Rams uh, Hall of Fame squad. We've had Luke, <laughs> Luke, Luke Majabber on, too, at VUU. Uh, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. He's going. He said he's going to VCU to play baseball. I said, okay, man. All right. So, well, if he makes VCU ba- baseball, he's doing something. He's they, doing something. They have a good program. Yes, they do. Well, he goes to all the games. So. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He knows the coach. Knows all the players right now. They really? have, the, they have yeah. their own field now, right? No, they still play at the diamond. They still play at the diamond. Still play at the diamond. I wish they would get them a field, though. I mean, I mean, I guess it's kind of hard in the city, but it ain't that hard. There's got to be a place they can build stadiums. It doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be in the city. No, it doesn't. They they they're not trying hard enough. No, they're not. I don't know why not. Because baseball's definitely. made them money. Yeah, they made yes. the school money. Well, your your son's coach McQueen wasn't he? He coached No, he was uh, uh, Rutgers and University of Richmond. Did he play at VCU? I think he played at VCU. Yeah, yeah. I know he's got a connection there. From Clay telling us about him. Mm. Another friend of the podcast. I'm dropping names tonight. You're dropping a lot of names. Clay Meredith was on the podcast. Claw Claw Meredith. Claw. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's listening to this. All right. So uh, Rob's excited about some pick being in. Alave, another high state receiver. Went 11th for uh, the Ooh, the Lions? How did they get a pick? Oh, no, no, no. Just the Saints. Yeah. The next pick is the Lions. All right. So uh, your son... Playing baseball, mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like he loves it. You you like coaching him? I do. Um, you know, it's it's funny the we and him and I have talked about this before about being the dad. You know, daddy ball that that stigma. Um, I've seen a lot of it, and I and I have hope. I hope that I've done the exact opposite. I despise real daddy ball. Y- yeah, I mean, yeah. and you you know when you see it. Oh yeah, the kid it, the kid's the seventh best player, but he's being treated like the best player. Right. Yeah, and I truly, truly try to balance that out. If my son earns that, he gets it. If he doesn't earn it, he doesn't get it. Right. You know, just so what, just what, like what, any other player. Is he shortstop bat third? Would we? No. <laughs> no. He says he can play shortstop. He might. He might be able to. But he is. He's, he's the number two hole hitter. But he earned that. He catches when, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he's my main catcher. Yeah. Um, and he plays a lot of third. He wants to pitch. He throws a nasty little curve. I told him to stop throwing it. He's too uh, young for that. I know it. He doesn't throw it the right way, you know, but he does get some rotation on it. And it so moves. what's too young these days now? Because these kids are throwing oh, the, junk. The, look, I, look, my uh, son stopped playing baseball after he was 11, but if he had kept playing, I would have told him not to mess with one until he's 17, 18. Not to throw a curve? You heard what I said. Okay, well, he, <laughs> he wouldn't have kept up, I can tell you that. Because these kids are no, throwing Hey, whatever. Junk. It's fine. It's amazing. If, if kids just worried about movement on their fastball and placement of the pitch, I think they'd be fine. No, I'm not, They're I'm kids not, that play in the pros that didn't throw curveball silly or not. Not disagreeing with you at all. I'm just telling you, I, there was a kid playing. This sorry, was sorry, we're having a little debate. No, well, he, uh, <laughs> no he I'm, I'm, I see, I'm totally in your corner. I, I don't know that, that that late is. 14, 15 is fine. Yeah, too. I mean, once you get into middle school, you need to probably know how to throw that pitch. Throw it. Throw a knuckleball. I'm telling you, we're sitting at watching a nine nine ten game. I guess that's what Briggs is yeah. playing in Glen Allen. 
And this kid throws a pitch that buckled my knees, and I was sitting in my chair. I'm like, what? We all just kind of jumped back because the kid batting was like, whoa. His, his elbow is going to be hurting by the time he's 60. Exactly Maybe. right. That, that's what I, I fear, especially, you know, travel ball adds year-round baseball. That's year-round that, wear and that's tear good. on your arm. That's the biggest point. They're doing and, it year-round. And then, and then you throw them into a rec season in the middle of all yeah, that. It's too much. Next really. thing you know, you throw in an all-star season. It, that's a lot of wear and tear for a young They're, job, they're pitching young nine, ten months out of the year. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I, I I held my son out of rec ball specifically because he's already playing 10, 11 months. Go ahead and, and take the summer off because he wants to play hockey. He wants to play more hockey. All right, we'll go play hockey. Yeah, that's good. And he's going to swim. I think the diversity of experience for him is great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, you're, you're pitching 10 months out of a year. I mean, major leaguers, they, they're playing 162 games. They've got springs training. But they're not doing a lot of throwing in the offseason. No, none. In some no. cases, I mean, unless just, you're rehabbing an injury or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're just staying or, in shape. Or they're riding motorcycles and wrecking them. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a, <laughs> you had to throw that in. Who did that? Tatis. You act like I know that. I, you should know that. How long is he out? Or did, Three months. This, oh, that's fantastic. He fractured his wrist. That is – I mean, I don't want somebody to get hurt, but if it's your, one of your teams. Unbelievable. That's okay. But, but typical. I'll trade you Nick Castiano for him right now. Tatis. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you would. <laughs> My son wants him bad. I'm sure My he does. My son loves Tatis. He's, loves he's a great ball player. Yeah. Freddie Freeman's son loves Tatis. Yeah, he's fun to watch. He's fun to watch. Yeah, uh, so is, is uh, Acuna, who came back tonight, I think. Yeah, Acuna's a stud. He did. He's, he did. he's arguably the best baseball player out there now. We can argue when, he's, about it. when he's healthy. I'm still a Mike Trout guy, but Byron Buxton, I think, is probably one that's playing the best. Oh, y'all are just slinging him around. Is Trout going to play in uh, L.A. the rest of his career? Because he needs to go somewhere. He's going I like thought he's going he, to I Philly. Did, I know. Is we, he? We had him lined in our sights, and then <clears throat> and then L.A. signed him to that that ridiculous deal, Me- mega deal. Yeah, the second mega deal he signed. Probably. Right. Yeah. It blew it blew Harper's out of the water, which is crazy because Harper's was unbelievable. What do you think about Harper? He's a, he's a five tool guy, right? Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I think he's he's probably five tool. Yeah, yeah, he's fast. Yep, if that's what. If that's I mean, he's the got the speed. He's got sure. the arm, the bat. He can catch. He yep, can play he can catch. Hit the power at all. Yep. he's MVP last year. Yeah, yeah, you don't get MVPs <laughs> without being. So his attitude has it gotten better? I think so. I, I was uh, I was not a big. Obviously, I wasn't a big trial fan when he was with Washington. Of course, he's not he's not on my team. You know, I don't. But I always thought the cockiness came out. I feel like it's it's more confidence with him now than cockiness as it was back in Washington. I've heard, I've heard the feel, the community loves him. Yeah, like he's, oh he's, my god, he's, he's yeah. adored up there. Yeah, well, not just because he's an awesome player, because he's actually a good, mature dude. Now, right. When he first came to the league, he was nineteen, twenty years old. He dude, yeah. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at sixteen. Yeah. It's kind of like LeBron. I mean, it's like you're I mean, putting these you, guys on a pedestal. Can you imagine how big your ego is and yeah. the immaturity com- combined with that ego? Yeah. Unbelievable. It makes it worse. has to. And I would have to say he's surpassed expectations. He has, for sure. I mean, it, at some point, you always but you always have in the back of my head, that's a long contract. When is the year you're going to start seeing this? That's coming. But yeah. You, he's still young, though. Man. He's still got some, he's still got some he's years. He's still balling. Yeah, he's still, he's still really young. I think they just need to put some pitching around that team and, you know. We might have to bring you on the bumper night and talk baseball because Gilman has no idea about baseball, and I'm and I got about this much more. I mean, I understand the basics of the sport. I just can't name any you professional know players. You heard what I said. No, that's not. You can't use that there. <laughs> <laughs> 
You don't know what you're I doing. Just, I just wanted to you, use I was going to say, you, don't, you have no idea how to use it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All uh, right. Uh, you're, you've spent a few years in Philly from the age of one to sounds mm-hmm. like nine or ten. And you have family up there. Why are Philly fans so mad all the time? <laughs> wow. A great question. I mean, I've, I've been, I went to uh, see the Eagles a few times at Vet Stadium, and they're they're nuts. Yeah, I've, I've been there, too, uh, to see the Niners up there it's a couple times. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've – you know, I haven't been attacked or anything, but it, it's – Did you wear a, a Niners jersey in there? 100%. Rathman jersey. You're, it, it, my Rathman jersey, it's exactly a, right. I'm surprised you didn't get attacked. Yeah, I did not get attacked. Um, did I, what did I tell you to wear when you went there? I told him. I told yeah, him to go you? get, go get. Uh, how many rings have y'all won? Six. Yeah. Go get six fake gold rings. <laughs> you definitely get your ass. No, we're still at five. We're looking for. Oh, you're six. still at five. Yeah, because just wear but still, wearing, wearing, yeah. whenever somebody yells at you, just pull your hand up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I knew what I was getting into. I mean, I've been to Phillies Phillies games where dudes have just been ham. Pelted with full cans of beer, not even open. Just, yeah, just they're nuts. They they are, they are. It's it's almost like if if you're a Philly fan, one of those. It's a birthright almost now, and you don't kick somebody's ass at at a game. You're not really. Then then why'd you even go to the game? Is kind of the mindset. Yep, I'll tell you, Flyers fans probably are. I think are more. I don't know. Eagles probably are number one. I think Eagles are. I was right. gonna say, is there a, is there a jail at, in the and, spectrum? You know, was it, <laughs> no, but no, it there was one in Veterans Stadium. I, I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I, o- only team in sports history in this I'll country, tell you. probably in the world. You think there's a rugby team in Australia that has a jail? I mean, it's just and, and I guess now I'm I'm still a Philly fan, still love the city, but I don't I don't deal with sports like that. Yeah, um, and maybe that's because I've been down here. Had I stayed up there, I mean, who knows? Hold on a minute. <laughs> what no, do you mean? no, no. What do you mean? What do you mean you don't deal with sports like that? I'm so, passionate. I'm passionate, but you're not overly. I've, passionate. I've toned it down over the years. Okay. Is that, is if that, you've that, toned it down over the years, then I, I would have loved to have seen oh it years God. ago. Yeah, because well. we make the joke that. Uh, that because Chris always has, well, he used to have people come over his house to watch 49ers games because his brother's a 49er fan and all his brothers. Yeah, I had the DirecTV when it was, you know, just new and, and it didn't and I had co- it for co- years. cost $800,000 right. a season. So me and Baylor would always, at some point in the 49er game, one of us would text the other one and said, Rutherford just threw the TV out the window, <laughs> and all of his buddies are out in the front yard kneeling down watching it. So I've, I've thrown remotes a couple times. Beers. What happened to your hand? This Put year? my hand through a ceiling. That was during the Terrell Owens catch in the end zone against Green Bay. Yeah, I jumped a, so high, I put my fist through the ceiling. That was a while ago. Yeah, that was 98. 90, yeah, 98. Yeah, when did you bloody your hand up this year? This year when uh, the block punt occurred in the yeah, uh, yeah. against Green Bay, I hit somebody's <laughs> right on right on the knuckle, the corner of a beer glass. So, like, right there. It split my knuckle wide. It was bleeding all over the place. I'm slinging it around. Is, I'm not even knowing. I'm like, is it just playoff games that you're like that, or regular yeah, I'm what, no? <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna let you lie on this podcast. <laughs> it amps up. It amps way. up. You know, I mean, then you add in drink. I, I tell you, I'm like this. I'm like a nervous wreck. Man, oh god, I'm thinking, you know. 
it's a, it's the only way to watch football. It really is. It's it's. Uh, I, I mean, I still I love watching it just for that reason. Yeah, just favorite time reason. of year. Yeah, it's my favorite sport to watch, no doubt. All right, <laughs> hey, hey, call up Baylor. Seriously, get him on the phone. I got him. Yeah, all right, you get him. Now, before he starts well, saying anything crazy, gonna, make, make just. I don't what know. Are we gonna ask Baylor? Oh, you got whatever. A I don't have a question for him. I, no, I do, I do have. I do have a question. He for might him. be asleep. Oh, oh come on, that's man. weird. He's got it. He's Drew or uh, Reed's got a baseball game tonight. That's where he is. And he's at the oh. That would have been great to get him while he's watching replay. Oh my god! Because he gets too excited. <laughs> oh man, Baylor's one of the funniest people on on God's green earth. Well, that's why I wanted to call him. Well, he, yeah. well, he doesn't. Uh, he won't cuss at his kids. You know, that's something I've been truly trying to tread water lately not to do. You know, I don't want to upset the parents. I've let a couple slip on my son lately. On my son, at least it's to him, you know, and not another kid. But. Which bomb? F F bomb? S bomb? No. I'll, the B word. I'm mm. like, I told him you swing like a bitch. Oh wow, the moms love that one. And, and he got mad. <laughs> and guess what he did? He drove one in the gap. <laughs> it was beautiful. That's what and I was, look I at was the like, box. see, it works. Yeah, that's, that's what uh, I was going for. That's what I was going for. <laughs> that's fantastic. How many Ohio State wide receivers are there? There's seven apparently. <laughs> Every time I look down, another one. Gets another picked. one's getting drafted. Jesus. Garrett Wilson got picked too. All right, Kevin. What? Hit Chris with your question. Oh. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. This is this is a famous question. Do you know this is coming? You, no. you heard this? All right, good. <laughs> Me and Private for this. All right, you uh, you're a late night talk show host tonight, or three o'clock in the afternoon. Doesn't Why have to be always got to add because because it doesn't make any difference. It does. Okay, you're a talk show host. People over the age of fifty are asleep. <laughs> this is good. Point. I usually am. You're right. You're a talk show host. All right, so you are creating a show tonight. You get a male guest, a female guest. A musical group and a comedian. Oh, this is great! And these can be dead or alive. It can be just your show where you just want to. I just want to have you. my show. Yeah. I want my great uncle on here, or you might want to have ratings. Like this, I want everybody in the world to watch this show. Mm-hmm. So, you're. It can be thought provoking. It could be fun. It can be whatever you want it to be. And you could have Baylor on there. <laughs> no, hold on, we're not feeding him answers. I see him five days a week. Yeah, right you're now. not going to. I was going to say, I, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so the male mm-hmm. probably my dad Sam, which is what my son's named after. Okay. Uh, female, my grandmother Carmela. That was her name, Carmela. Really? Wow. That ain't Italian. I don't know what it is. I was gonna no, say that's no. all kinds of. We're Italian. eating well after that show. I know. Um, band. Hmm. Tool. That's a great answer. Tool. Yep. And what was the other one? A comedian. Comedian. Oh, George Carlin. Oh, wow. I thought you were going Cat Williams. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a big Bill Burr fan right now, too. Yeah. But yeah, uh, nobody was like George. George was awesome. Have you seen him live? I did not. Oh, I, I think did. you have to be of a certain age to see him live because he died, what, 12 15 well, I mean, years ago. Yeah, it was like 2004, I think, something yeah. like that. I saw so him live as an adult. Ago. Yeah, he was awesome. You're right. He's well, he, he was the first one to really break out, him and uh, Pryor. Yeah, oh, yeah, Pryor was great, too. Yeah. But uh, Carlin was, yeah. I mean, and Bill Burr right now, to me, is one of the best. Oh, yeah. The guy and his podcasts are great. He's hilarious. He's naturally funny. And he got that northern Boston accent. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> it's the red hair. Yep. 
Yeah. Just mad at everything. It's good stuff. All right, tell us more about your kids. Um, so I got the so my daughters are um, stepdaughters, I should say. Um, they came on. I've known them though since they were five and three years old. That's how long I guess. Yeah, we've been together twelve years. So, and then we got Lexi. So she's uh, she played Freeman softball, made it as a freshman. Nice. Then COVID hit, mm. derailed the whole thing. So now she's not going to play because team wasn't going to be very good yeah. it was just going to be like redundant torture i guess it's but you know she's got a she's got a car now she's driving wow you know she's beautiful so she's going to prom every every week it seems <laughs> and you uh, bought a new guy every five week. five dresses probably uh, my uh, my 18 year old's going to prom and i said are you, is he coming by the house to pick you up she goes, I don't know. I said, he's coming by the house to be. Right. That was that was a rhetorical question. Yeah. You should know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. And then there's Kaylee. She's 13. She'll be a freshman next year. She'll be driving in a matter of a year. Absolutely. She's a big volleyball player. She plays travel volleyball. She's really good. And Sam, he's, he's, a, he's a mini me. Yep. He's a mini me, which God help us. Yeah, but he's a good mix of your wife too, though, because he's, he's got he's a, a lot social butterfly. Yeah, he's got that really good personality. He to runs him. around, talks to everybody. <laughs> he does. He's got so many friends. It's it's ridiculous. It's that's cool. And yeah, cool. I mean that's a good good try. That's something I wish I could do when I was that age. I, you I know, I, like when that, I was yeah. that age, I walked around like, "Don't talk to me." Yeah, I, I didn't want to talk <laughs> to anybody. <laughs> I don't want to talk to nobody. I'm probably getting more like that now as I get older. I don't bear nobody. I don't want to move out to the country. Give me 15 acres with an eight-foot fence all the way around it. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, that works for me too. Absolutely. Tell us about your parents. Um, so my mom's. she's worked at VHDA for 45 years, Virginia Ooh, Housing Development Authority. That's forever. She, yeah. Um, she's now, she's obviously with the cancer. She's, um, they want her to come back and just work part-time. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been doing that for a long time. Uh, my step, my two brothers, uh, their father is my stepfather. Um, and he, he passed, God, it was 2000, early 2000s. And, um, I'll never, you know, he didn't treat me the best being that I was, I wasn't his biologically. I was six years old. Um, he didn't treat me the best, so I always held that against him. However, my brothers, I know. Um, I'll tell you, when he died, I had to go up there with them to the service. And I had to see the brother and sister, whom I, I didn't really like at all. I'm like, if I don't come out of this without laying five hand, hands across these people, it's going to be a miracle. <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't cause a scene. I bit my tongue, stayed outside, you know. But my brothers wanted to go up there and do that, so I wasn't gonna make my mother drive him up there. She didn't want to go. Mm. But but anyway, um, and my dad, he died two thousand about right around two thousand. I didn't see him much. He stayed in Bristol, Bristol, PA, right mm-hmm. on right on the Delaware River. He was a mechanic in his own shop, fixed cars all the time. Uh, taught me how to skate. He was uh he was a drinker though. Mm. He was a drinker. 
Uh, I mean, I, I I love beer, but I, there's I can go days, maybe even weeks without without having a beer if I don't, you know. So glad I never got attached to that. Now smoking a cigarette, I'll smoke a cigarette all day long. Like <laughs> it's it's one of the hardest things. It is. It's one of the hardest things to ever get rid of. I've heard it's yeah, it's, it's definitely in the top yeah. five things to to break. All right, uh, fondest memory, Kevin. We'll end on that. Really? Why not? That's great. I mean, if you don't I have any fond you, memories. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> That's why. Exactly. <laughs> Look, you can't even see. Right, see, you're, you're laughing. You're laughing. Fondest memory. Okay. Oh, jeez. This was early when I had just started hanging out with him. Um, I went over his house to watch uh, some basketball, college basketball. And uh, he knows where I don't know what this, where this is going. Anyway, Steve Blake had come on the television. Oh. You know, the old Maryland. His, tw- his twin. Yeah. Yeah, and um, <laughs> he, he, and I go, he, he's a cross between Steve Blake and Aaron Rodgers. So I, you you might even tell it more accurately. What did I say to you? He he said he had said previously that I look like Steve Blake. He's not wrong. And apparently he forgot that he said that previously because he said <laughs> that's a goofy looking mf'er. <laughs> and then I looked at him and said, "You said I look like him." <laughs> He's still goofy. And, he, and he, the look on his face is like, it went well. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Rutherford. Now I know how you feel. Uh, the other one would be on the golf course in Myrtle Beach playing amazing golf, storm coming. We're on like 15, and then he's got a hitch, and it came roaring its ugly head back. And I felt so bad for him. Like, And then we have Baylor who's screaming, Baylor's <laughs> yeah. not good for my golf game. What was the hitch in your backswing? Yeah. Or the top of your backswing? The top, top I yeah. I mean, he would like hang there. <laughs> Charles like, Barkley-esque. It, it bailers, oh, not help. He still does it. He it's still like, does it. He, even if you're not doing it. Before a round, he'll be like, don't do any hitch. <laughs> how, how come the Atlantic City golf trip didn't come to mind? I, I don't. Oh, that's another one. Thanks. Then you're holding one. Oh. 182, 85 yards, something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Rutherford. Come on. Is that your only ace? Huh? Is that your only ace? No, I had another one. Wow. But, but the other one was, look, they're all luck. I mean, you're, you're, he's a great, Rob, Silent Rob's a great golfer. I, the first one was a three wood from 165 yards. I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. It luckily went in. At least the one at Atlantic City, I knew what I was doing. I tried to hit the right club, and it, it, it and I couldn't see it too because the sun was in our eyes. You were with me on the tee box, right? And all we heard is our the group in front of us, which was with us, had gone over to the next tee box, and they saw it go in, and they went crazy, and we were like, "Oh my god!" And then we all drank a lot that night. You bought us all shots of Jaeger, yeah, because he got it. That was <laughs> oh yeah, good stuff. Oof. That Atlantic was one City. of the more brutal trips. Oh yeah, the weather wasn't good. Nope. Yeah, we lost a lot of money at the casino. Yeah, and great then, times. And mm-hmm. I'll, we'll get in one more story with Baylor because then that's the day when we were leaving. He had to make a hard right hand turn, oh. left hand turn into a CVS to get some preparation aid. <laughs> he was hurting. So the the story doesn't stop there though. He goes up and he's like, has to pay for it, right? You got a bathroom? The lady goes, um, no, not not for only for employees. And he's like, well. I can either put this on right here in front of you, or you can show me where the bathroom is. So I'm gonna put it on. <laughs> but it's going on. Wow, 
That's the way to use a CVS bathroom. Absolutely. Maybe we need to get you and Baylor on bumper night. Oh, my God. I think that would be a We good could sell idea. some really good band. <laughs> but we'd have to think of the ones that are a little more on the G-rated side. Well, nobody listens to bumper night. <laughs> right. so, so you could come on. Well, our, our record for bumper night is like 30, I think. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're looking at our audience right there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rob. He's less consistent anyway. Uh, what's your wife's name? Ginger. Ginger. How'd you, you and Ginger meet? We'll end Softball on this. field. Nice. Okay, nice. Softball field. And we play to this day. Were you on the same team? You just happened to be on the same team? I feel it's a funny thing. As I filled in on her team, Ginger's team, referred to by my ex-wife. Because <laughs> <laughs> they actually knew each other back then. Okay. And, How uh, funny is that? Yeah. Small world. Small. Very, Richmond very, is small. It's not a huge place. Yeah. Ginger the ninja. <laughs> god bless her yep cool man well chris appreciate you doing this i enjoyed it man i really did i I appreciate the uh chance to come on we'll have the uh the the band come over maybe and play we can play some acoustic stuff yeah that'd be cool i'm (laughs) hey i don't know why you're laughing laughing. (laughs) all right cool man appreciate it If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also really appreciate if you'd rate and review us. You can find us at scodopodcast.com.